0: Hello and welcome to the Helios blog, streaming live from an underground bunker somewhere in the West. Today, Jordan and Michaela Peterson interviewed by Piers Morgan. What could go wrong here? The
1: reason she's alone is because she's difficult.
2: Women are not accepting the bare minimum.
1: Women? Fuck men they respect.
2: All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like y'all impress me.
0: Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Perhaps a better question to be asking is, why does Jordan look like he's ready to cry?
2: I thought getting off of antidepressants, I went through antidepressant withdrawal, which was just horrifying beyond belief. I thought that was bad. Watching how sick my dad got was so much... Ah,
0: that's why he has PTSD, maybe.
2: ...worse than what I went through, that it was hard not to... Based on her eye movement, is this a lie? Oh what what did i think i literally you know what for some reason for some reason when he got really sick i i thought i could just move to la i was in toronto and i thought i could just move to la we didn't know what was wrong with him he'd been to a number of different hospitals and my mom had been sick and i thought i could just move to la and i could do things by myself and i don't have to deal with this and then Uh, Wait,
0: what? She thought of moving away from her own dad? Is that what she's saying?
2: I I thought about it, and I had this weird feeling that whatever was wrong with him, which I thought was antidepressant withdrawal, which is what had happened to me, would last about two years. So I sat down and I decided, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to help this guy, and I think it's going to be- This guy? be absolute hell for a couple of years. And I don't know why I had that feeling, but I had this feeling of this two-year period. And so I decided rather than running away, which had definitely crossed my mind, uh, I'd do everything I possibly could and just put my life on hold until he got better. So that's... uh, Is this virtue signaling, guys? Which I figured was about two years. So while this was happening, particularly when we were in Russia... I was like, at that point, I was literally learning Russian. I was like, I don't know how long we're going to be here. Russian is not easy to, to learn. Um, but I was like, I, you know, made a commitment. I'm going to help and see this through. And I believe that he can get better. So I think the way I managed that was I had a really strong belief that he's sick, but he can get better. And I just have to stick with him till he gets better. And nobody could change my mind from that. Not even him, even though he tried. It's like, I'm not going to make it. Like, Yeah, you are. You're going to be fine. She's got to get through this. So I think that's what, what helped, was a naive optimism of getting better. Well, I mean, it's was it fascinating, naive,
3: faith. fascinating yeah. to see the roles reversed there, Jordan. But then you both had to deal with your wife getting very sick with cancer, your mum, Michaela. Um, and you both had to deal with that what, after given what you'd both been through. What was that like for you as, as a unit, the pair of you, and, and of course, uh, Julian in two?
1: Well, it was remarkable to see her deal with that, really, to see Tammy deal with that, because Tammy's a very, very tough person. And
0: he- Both of them cross their arms at this.
1: They're uncomfortable with the question. Even she got the news initially that she had a form of cancer that was 100% fatal in 11 months and that no treatment, there was no evidence. Lord, Lord. Whatsoever, that any treatment, radiologic, chemotherapeutic, or surgical, would help. So, that we all got that dumped on us in about 10 minutes. And she just took that in and went on walking. And, uh, damn. In fact, I think she was not really even overwhelmingly affected by that till she had to tell Julian and saw that reflected in him. And that really changed her because she saw that that made made more of a difference to him than it did even to her Mm. and so she saw the love well that's what happens when you have dependence right she had granted family him because she was an excellent mother reflected and that really changed her life it might have saved her life but it certainly transformed her permanently and that took a long time to unfold but tammy's a she's one tough cookie Mm. and she took everything on the chin and tammy basically was at the edge of death for three months every day she just, lordy, Lord. just about starved to death um, during the recovery process from her surgery because of a surgical complication. She lost about almost 30% of her body weight. and
0: Oh, lordy. So she could have
1: really died. She, she did suffer a little bit with post-starvation syndrome as a consequence of that. But I don't think I ever saw Tammy desperate or resentful during that whole time. No. And she she opened herself up. She accepted help where she could get it. She took every possibility to move forward that was offered to her. Um, she opened herself up to transformation on every front and really did change. And I would say she's now doing better than she ever has in her life. It's really quite miraculous to how, see.
0: Well, I suppose when you go through a near-death experience, right?
1: How, how Apart from the fact that she also recovered. And as far as we know, she's the only person who ever survive this form of cancer. Incredible. She said,
2: she credits it. I think this is worth mentioning. Um, she, it was the weirdest thing. So she got really sick. It was horrible. Um, I wasn't around as much when she got sick because I had PTSD from my hospital experiences and I didn't want to go into a hospital. I went to the hospitals, but like the PTSD was pretty bad. Um, and she-
0: Excuses. Man, look at Jordan. He uh, he looks legitimately sad reliving the experience.
2: He, she was stuck in the hospital and she said, I'm going to get better. This is just such a strange story. She said, I'm going to get better on our anniversary, which uh, for mom and dad is mid-August. And this was June. And she told everybody this. And we're like, okay, mom, like she's on morphine. We're like, not sure what's going on. Um, and then they flew to the US to do uh, a procedure, which didn't work. And then on their anniversary, she got better, which was really weird because nobody was expecting that. And she-
0: Perhaps the procedure did work.
2: She goes, oh, it was God and converted to Catholicism.
0: What was she before that?
2: Wow. And so that made the entire period even more surreal because,
1: because what it the didn't hell- make
2: any sense. Yeah.
1: It was our thirtieth anniversary.
0: Yeah. Must have had um, religious experience when uh, when she was near death. You know, you know. They say that uh, when you're near death, you you hallucinate. Uh, you can hallucinate religious experiences. But Jordan, I would ask you. And you
3: All you, the
1: surgical complications stopped on the, on our. I anniversary. mean, that's
0: that is
3: miraculous, and it brings me back to what I asked you yeah. when it was just me and you talking, which is
0: whether you believe in God. What happened to your wife, to Tammy? Look, he looks legitimately, like, messed up. Like, the daughter looks fine, a little bit sad, but look at Jordan. Poor man.
3: And her turning Must to God real. in that moment. Must have been really bad. Did that not give you all the proof you needed that there is a God?
1: Well, I was already very religiously inclined before that. I mean, I've been studying religious thinking for 40 years, you know, and speaking to my students about that very... Diligently during that whole time, and so in some ways, I mean the the anniversary issue that was very strange, <laughs> yeah. And and the transformations that have occurred in relationship to Tammy are quite profound and wonderful, and and hard to believe. Um, was that additional evidence to me? I already had a lot of evidence. You know what we talked about in other. Uh, I was already a firm believer in hell, you know, and I knew there was a route away from hell, and the route away from hell is a religious pathway. Mm. Well,
0: perhaps he, uh, you know, he did he did put in a lot of work for a lot of people, right? So maybe he just he just got given a solid, you know.
1: So I've been walking down that pathway for a very very long time. So this was just another, not just again. He legitimately believes it, right? you know what I mean. Mm. It's it's a milestone and a marker but it wasn't for me that wasn't a qualitative transformation. Did you did you
2: dodge the god question in the previous interview? Well, he no, did. I wouldn't I he wouldn't did, say so. Michaela, it,
3: he did. Right.
0: He didn't dodge it.
3: And it was really <laughs> I knew it. it was really interesting and I, He didn't actually dodge it. In fact, it's almost like he's almost rewinding now because I <laughs> if I'd asked him right now I, I may have got a different answer. Because I think, Jordan, I think you do believe in God. And I think what's happened to your family. But
0: he didn't... He also said that in the previous interview too. He just didn't say it in those terms. Uh, He said it in a hyper-intellectualized way.
3: Has reinforced that belief.
0: But for some reason... You're reticent to he crossed his arms again. Modern Safe.
1: people, modern people don't, don't understand this question. They think that it's a matter of believing in a set of facts. It's not. If you believe in God, you allow the spirit of the Logos to take residence within you. Now, nobody understands what you mean if you say that. But like, think about it this way. Michaela could have got bitter and resentful. Hmm. Well, the spirit of bitter resentment is the spirit of Cain because her sacrifices would have gone unrewarded. She would have been rejected by God and she would have shaken her fist at the sky. And the spirit of Cain is a Luciferian spirit and it's it's a genocidal spirit. And you can allow that spirit to take up its residence within you. And that means that you're a follower of the Luciferian spirit. Or you can do the opposite. You can allow the, the spirit of the Logos to take residence within you. And that's what you're attre- attempting to do if you adhere assiduously to a genuine religious practice. Okay, Michaela. And that's real. Oh, right,
3: let, Mi- let me ask Michaela. I mean, you said to me, did he dodge the question on God? Why did you say that? A- he must have talked about it.
2: See what his face would look like if I said that while he was on Pierce Morgan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and his body language. The arms went up very quickly, I noticed. Quite defensive body language, uh, Mr. Psychologist.
1: That was that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Immediately took
3: it. Well, Michaela, Michaela, go, explain why you, did you ask him about God? You asked me why?
2: Well, I believe in God. Yeah. And there, and I didn't before, or I wasn't sure before. I was never an atheist, but so that's what um, agnostic. You know, when people say, "Do you believe in God?" I'd say, "I don't know. I don't really get it. I'd like to." I always wanted to, and so when mom converted to Catholicism, and I saw, you know, a whole bunch of really weird things that I couldn't logic out happened, um, let alone dad becoming famous, and then us all getting so sick, and an unbelievable amount of suffering, and then mom's miraculous recovery that she knew ahead ahead of time by two months, the date of that nobody could explain, um...
1: Yeah, well, you and, le- you learned at least that you had no idea how the world worked. Oh,
2: absolutely none. <laughs> That's what I learned is I don't understand what's going on at all. Uh, but I saw that,
0: which means that there's a deeper layer to the world than what she thought. Which makes sense. I mean, she's not that old, right?
2: The transformation that took place in Mom, and I saw how much more compassionate she became because she's a very disagreeable woman, and I wouldn't say compassion is one of her strong suits. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Lordy, Lord. Uh, okay. Looks like she put her husband through a lot of suffering.
2: And she became more compassionate somewhat dramatically. And then I... So I'm- she
0: realized she was being a dick, is what you're saying.
1: Matt- Trying to love everybody in the world now. It's very annoying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, it's nice. And-, and so that was enough for... oh. That wasn't quite enough for me, actually. It was about a year later, and Dad was so sick. And uh, and I didn't know. I had exhausted everything I knew how to do to help. I couldn't think of any other way I could help. And I remember praying at that point because I literally couldn't think of anything else to do. And It was just, just like, God help us, help me. Um, and I think it was around that period where something switched and then my life got easier. And I don't know if that's because I let go of some control that I don't actually have, but my life...
0: Again, they say that people have better mental health that uh, are religious. There's got to be a reason for it. The, The world is inherently chaotic, right? So acknowledging that you can't control everything actually helps a lot with your mental health.
2: Switched directions and I felt calmer in a way that I couldn't... Uh, describe or come to any, I I couldn't figure out why. And I figured that was God. So that was enough for me to say reality isn't exactly how we see it. There's more going on out there. And And
0: Michaela, if I asked you only an arrogant person would think that reality is the, is only what we can observe. I mean, we know that reality is more than what we can observe, right? There's literally dark matter, which you can't see right? And dark energy, which they don't even know how it works, right? Really. So... And that, that accounts for most of the stuff in the universe, so... Yeah, of course there's... You know, like... it's Only an arrogant person would think that the only thing in the universe is what I can observe. What I can observe. Like, come on! That's a ridiculous statement. Yes. You can't... You can't see... um. What air doesn't exist because you can't see it, you know, like it's ridiculous.
3: If I asked you, Michaela, do you think your dad believes in God? What would you say?
0: Get it right, don't put words in his mouth. (laughs) No, he's an atheist.
2: Yeah, I think so. Say it. Yeah, I do too. He definitely, he definitely, I, I think so. He definitely lives in a way where he knows that. If he acts as if he believes in God, then he avoids hell. So
0: that's um, what what what's that called? Pascal's wager. That's that's what that uh, that's what Michaela just explained. You know, pa- Pascal's wager is like um, live as though God exists because there's no downside, right? Like the the upside is it's possible to go to heaven. The downside if God is real and you don't believe is you go to hell. You know, like. That's Pascal's wager, which he's describing.
2: So I don't know what the difference between that yeah. and That's belief a good is. deal. Why would you do that if you didn't
1: believe? Oh, that's right? funny. Right, Seems John? reasonable to me. <laughs> right,
0: John. <laughs> yeah, he's just never going to admit. I, I wonder why. <laughs> Sometimes it's always maybe he's an artist. Like he just he just can't say it directly. You know, he's gotta he's gotta speak indirectly always. Good to bring out the daughter. Uh, because you'll get the- let's let's uh, hyper rationalize everything, no matter what. Truth out of the dad.
3: You know, you can you can put the old arms up to me, Jordan, down Kiss. there, from- <laughs> but you can't to your daughter sitting sitting right next to you. She's actually she knows you better than you probably it's know. Very yourself. sneaky
1: plan on your part. <laughs> sneaky, McKenna. Okay, I want to play you a
3: tape. This is from a, a, a podcast in which you talked about uh, getting divorced.
2: It was very very difficult to get divorced considering what my dad talks about it made me stay in a relationship longer than i should have i don't agree with the more conservative story of divorce that people are being told i think being in a relationship that's not good for you i think you should get out of that relationship
0: fantastic Yup. the irony of uh being a religious dad and then having your girl just say the talking points of, like, womanist, bookist religion is pretty sad, if you ask me. Interesting that. Uh, let me
3: ask you, Jordan, when you heard her say that, did you feel any responsibility that she may have stayed in a very unhappy marriage for too long because she didn't want to upset
0: Interesting that he took, that Piers took this stance. upset you because of
3: your views?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. I I'm able to let my children handle the complexity of their own private lives, knowing at least I think as I do that there isn't that's a place where only fools would would go.
0: Yeah, parents kind of interfering in the lives of their children doesn't tend to go very well. Anyway,
1: and I had faith that she would sort things out you know and so I I'm perv- I was willing to give her her space I mean I believe in committed marriage and so um, at that level of generality obviously I have objections to the breakup of a marriage but you know I have faith in my daughter and so I believe she'll I believe she's oriented to find her way, and finding your way is a complex process, and I'm willing to stand back and...
0: Yeah, let's hyper-rationalize everything.
1: ...watch her and to provide whatever help I can along the way, but also not to interfere too much. And I do think she has, in the past, found her way through some very, very difficult, Mm. even impossible situations, and she's taken on a very large... Array of complex responsibilities in the last five...
0: Loquacious. you got to listen very carefully, because he adds in a lot of extra words, if you miss a few.
1: five years, even beyond what people thought she was capable of handling, and has done that in a stellar manner, and so I have no...
0: Why does this sound like a job interview? Uh, I think this might be a
1: rehearsed response. No doubt that she, like my son and my wife, are... Able and willing to find their own way. And so. Yeah, this is a rehearsed response for sure. Oh, so, and that is what's happening. So. It, it's
0: not really spoken in Jordan's normal tone or cadence either. I think it's rehearsed.
1: Hooray for that. And Michaela. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Michaela, you're.
3: You rehearsed that one in the mirror, guys. Uh, are you re- You're remarried now, right?
2: Yes. To and a
3: you-
0: guy named Jordan. Very
3: the, name happily. Your, the name of your. Of your second husband,
0: he's a beta male. Uh, <laughs> I just see Jordan's response, I like how he uh, looks over the ceiling. Jordan Fuller. <laughs> now I a conspiracy that's theorist, that's Jordan Robertson. <laughs> funny. funny, I know he does.
1: You
3: ended up marrying a man named Jordan. Should I be reading anything into this? Yes.
0: If I was a clinical psychologist. Oh, I have. <sighs>
1: now that was funny. F-
0: first funny joke. This uh, first funny joke. This interview.
2: No idea. Like like I said before, I don't know how the world works. I don't think so.
1: My secretary is named Jordan, too. This is very... It's Illuminati confirmed,
0: guys. Very weird now. Everyone in your world yeah. is Jordan. This That's is like right. being in Barbie world. Illuminati confirmed.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like
0: the fake laugh, too. Let Especially me ask you
1: with Michaela, because her husband looks like Ken.
2: <laughs>
0: nice deflection. Is that true, Michaela?
2: Yes. <laughs> 100% true, yeah.
3: I want to play you both a clip. You, your dad's had a lot of feuds with people. Uh, some he stops, yep. some he doesn't, some he gets, just gets picked on for the sake of it. There's a lot of feminists who he winds up very successfully, I would <sighs> say, because they're very easy to Okay,
0: wind up. Piers. Finally, you're funny. Finally. First time. End up. Um, All the frickin' Piers Morgan interviews we've done and he's finally funny. I wish he would throw this in every interview anyway.
3: One of them is Caitlin Moran, who's currently in America and she's using your dad a lot, uh, ranting away about him. Here's one clip (laughs) of her talking about your
0: dad. He shared a piece to his 10 million followers in which I think I do a pretty good demolishment job of his entire career and over. The advice that he gives is either... Look at her hair. Disaster. Kind of stuff your mum would say for free, like make your bed, pet a cat in the street, or what? mad stuff about lobsters. I didn't even go to school at an university, and I was halfway through his book going, I'm fairly sure I can demolish a great deal of the logic in this book. This guy is not the smartest guy in the world. He's yep, just- yup, that's, yup, that's. Okay, guys, let me describe a classic uh, theory in psychology. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? Are you ready? The Dunning-Kruger effect states that smart people tend to see themselves as more stupid than they actually are. And dumb people seem to think of themselves as smarter than they really are. Which do you think is being represented here? Let me know in the comments. Just a man in a waistcoat who sounds, to be honest, a bit like Kermit from The Muppet Show.
3: <laughs> Kermit from The Muppet Show.
0: Your thoughts? Yes. Well, that's true. I do sound a lot... He should He should quote Kermit now. That's the joke. Add on to the bit. Come on, Jordan. Like Kermit from The
1: Muppet Show. So that was the one thing she said that... That was asked, Just say one of his lines, Jordan. Kirit?
2: That's not even her joke, though. No, it's that's not. not clever if you steal it from somebody else.
1: No, and it's an old joke, but it was a good one when it first came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that was. So, what do you think? Finally, Jordan, that was that was Sounds funny like too. Be
2: fun at a party, or <laughs> as your mother?
0: Indeed.
2: Yeah. Or as your yeah, mother, yeah. that as your mother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We if
0: that's your mom, I'm sorry. Like you, <laughs> you didn't have a chance. <laughs>
3: Do you think people like Caitlyn Moran, do they just, well, she doesn't do her hair, so basically misunderstand what your dad really is about? Too stupid to understand.
2: I don't even think they're capable of understanding what he's about. There's too much arrogance there. Mm-hmm. You can't be that arrogant and assume you know everything and then read something and learn or read anything and learn. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: That's why you don't cast pearls before swine, dear.
0: <laughs> Bible quotes. Nice, Jordan, nice. Bible quotes as an insult. I like it. Man, he's, he's been funny today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jordan, my, my sons, as I think I've told you before, are all big fans of yours. And they, they just said to me, they've got one question. which What advice do you give uh, for children who are the children of controversial public figures? Make your bed.
1: Well, you know, Michaela has leapt out and and taken the opportunities that came along with that in the public way. My son Julian is a more private person and he's chosen to erect barriers around his family and not to face the public as much, although he has played his music at my lectures and, and he works with me. I think, you know, each person has to find their own way. There are great advantages to having a tremendous amount of attention devoted to you and having people offer opportunities. But each person, depending on their own temperamental proclivities, has to figure out how to manage that themselves. And it's complex, but it can work. I mean, Julian, Tammy and Michaela have all reacted to that in their own way. It took Tammy a good while, like the rest of us, to figure out what her place was, so to speak. But she's really managed that. And Tammy is out in public much more than I would have thought she would have been, um, you know, if I would have guessed, if I would have been able to see into the future 10 years ago. She's be-
0: yeah, good uh, good use of the English language there, Jordan. Nice conjugations. All right. <laughs> Let's end the video there. Uh, hit the like, the sub, hit off notifications, drop me a donation like Hunter M., Adrian L., Tom and Bobby, Dylan Renaissance Press, Brian and Andrew. shout to you, most recent purchaser of Strategist Guide to Seduction. Thank you. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. My Patreon is patreon.com slash theheliosblog. Want me to help you out? Well, I do offer coaching. Just message me at theheliosblog@gmail.com, at gmail.com and I'll start you right in. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.